Hello, welcome to Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and say, oh, it's not just me. And I could talk to you and say, that's right, it is not just you, it is also me. So, day 111, and it is Easter Sunday, or as my brother calls it, chocolate egg day. Um, and for a bit of context there, I've got a uh, brother, he um, has Down syndrome and some learning difficulties, and he's one of the funniest people, and one of the happiest people that I know. And we have a chat most days, and he phones me up, he says, Tony, I say, yeah. He said, good news. What's that? He went, chocolate egg. I was like, yeah, chocolate egg, which um, is an honest way to approach it, really, certainly in our house, because uh, we don't follow any religion. And we also have never said that there's an Easter bunny. And I didn't grow up with there being an Easter bunny. I did grow up being sent to Sunday school the interesting thing is there, and I have come to find that um, this isn't as unusual as you might think it is. So my dad was raised Catholic, um, Irish Catholic family, and he had his confirmation, um, but he became an atheist. And my mum was Christian. And... I've since spoken to quite a few families where one is and one isn't. So there you are. Um, so I was brought up going to Sunday school. And we used to make the little palms for Palm Sunday, that kind of thing. Um, but we also got Easter eggs. And that was a good thing. I used to get back from Sunday school. My dad would say, you do know that God doesn't exist. It was quite an interesting dynamic. <laughs> but um, Yeah. So when it came to raising our children, um, that went to a C of E primary school, because that's the only type of schools that you get in most um, villages. It's quite interesting. Uh, as I understand it, most of them are C of E because the land that they are built on is often belongs to the church. And it is a covenant, I think, that for the school to remain on the land, it has to be a C of E school. And I didn't know that until we send our kids to school um so that used to be interesting because we were a non-religious family with kids that were essentially in a faith school um and uh yeah so we never told the kids that there was an easter bunny and i remember one year it was well you know when you felt like you put your foot in it because we were always like, on the father christmas side of things we're like yeah 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 father christmas yeah definitely a thing um and I think they got wise to that, certainly when they were like juniors age, um, definitely before secondary school. You don't want your kids going to secondary school believing in Father Christmas because you can get picked on for that shit. Um, and I was speaking to a friend. It was a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we bought the kids Easter eggs. And she went and had the Easter bunny. I was like, what? I was like, no, no, no. the kids are like, you know, nine. It's like, and then, and then I sort of looked at her and she's given me the eyes. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you do the Easter bunny in your house. Well, not you don't do the Easter bunny. You believe in the Easter bunny. So, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we have had some uh, Easter eggs here. Um, I'm going to put on half stone. Um, 
And <laughs> there came a point when we got dogs where we couldn't send the kids out into the garden to look for their eggs. So we, you know, we would hide them. We would make it fun. But we just let the kids know that we bought those because, you know, you're taking the kids to the supermarket and they're going, so what? The Easter Bunny shops here, does he? Um, yeah, so once we got a dog, we couldn't let the kids go hunting for eggs in the garden because they would find some dog eggs if they were especially unlucky. Oh, it's so disgusting. Um, so, yes, to Easter eggs. But I was woken in the night and it's something that I um, thought I would share with you today. Talk a little bit about sleep. So I was woken in the night by the moon. Uh, because I'm actually a werewolf. Now, um, it was a very bright moon last night, big moon, big full moon. And we have got Velux windows in our bedroom. Um, and it only took about a month after having those fitted to realise that you need to buy blinds for those things. So um, we've got blinds for them. But because I'm short, they're a right fucking jip to sort out. And I'd pulled the one down above our bed, but the one opposite our bed... I did not pull the blind fully down. And so I woke up with someone, what I thought was shining a torch in my eyes, but it wasn't. It was the moon peeking through that gap that I didn't cover with a blind. And then I was woken by a dog barking that was not our dog. Um, and then I spoke to my next door neighbour. She was woken at five in the morning by her daughter going, hey, mama, it's Easter. And it made me think about how do you get back to sleep I'd also woken in the night feeling extremely hot and I know that this is kind of coming as you get older you sleep less my mother-in-law um, tells me that she has or has had long periods of wakefulness in the night my friends that are going through menopause perimenopause um, are waking and staying awake and after I'd had the children there was this, the RNCT group we all kept waking in the night and this is gross but I mean if you were a woman listening to this you will know you'll go yeah I get that where you feel like sweating on your like your collarbone your chest it's just you wake up and go Ugh, where did that come from so um waking and trying to get back to sleep is hard and I was never a great sleeper so I used to have night terrors as a child and then um, as a teenager I didn't sleep well um, certainly once my dad died I stopped sleeping well and I used to have to have the radio on and I remember my mum saying oh you're not sleeping very well I can hear you've got the radio on and I was like yeah I, I need it to get to sleep and she said I've been praying for you I'm like it's not fucking helping <laughs> how about her how about we have a less stressful house? That might be more helpful. And I was thinking about it um, the other day. My daughter said, oh, when you when you go back to see your family, you get like loads louder. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, because if you if you're in a really fucking noisy house um, where all of the, the telly's blaring and you've got lots of kids and animals and you know, you are literally shouting to be heard. So it's just like, it's instinctive in me. It comes back. Um, so yeah, didn't sleep well as a child, didn't sleep well in my teens. Um, and then as an adult, I would wake myself up grinding my teeth. 
that's something, isn't it? Mm, how attractive. Um, so I got a gum mouth guard to stop me wearing my teeth down. It looks like one of those Invisalign things. Um, yeah, so I've often throughout my life had uh, challenges with sleeping. So I thought I would share with you uh, some things that have worked for me. And in a previous episode, it might have been called I Can't Get No Sleep, um, I talked about how I had taught my daughter a relaxation technique because she would sometimes get night terrors and I'd end up getting to bed with her and cuddle her until she fell asleep. Um, <laughs> when she was a toddler, she used to just go out on the landing and scream. Yeah, fun times, happy days. Um, so the technique that I had taught her was the um, where you design for you to sort of bring, I guess, awareness to your body, where you breathe in for three seconds. And as you do, so you start your feet and you tense your toes, you breathe in for three, and then you hold for three, and then you release for three. So you work your way up your body. Um, and I found that have been quite useful. I particularly used to enjoy when you really like clench all the muscles in your face and then relax. That that's what does it for me. Um, it's pretty good. So I've shared that one with you before. A couple of other things that have really helped me is um, one, and this surprised me because I'm naturally sort of suspicious of anything that some people would call woo woo. <laughs> um, but I had heard a tip was to just hug yourself, not like, uh, you know, sat up with your knees up to your chest, but to just like, <laughs> you're going to be going, oh, fuck it, old Tony, you're right, you're okay. Um, but to give yourself a hug. So just to wrap your, you know, put your left arm over your right arm and right over left and just give yourself a hug um and it is quite a therapeutic sensation it took me by surprise I thought I'll keep trying it just to see and it is it's like when you get into bed so when I get into bed now just give myself a little hug it's, it's quite it's quite nice ah <laughs> oh, of all the things I've said this is perhaps the weirdest um but I tried it and I found it works. Um, and the other one is to count back from 6,000. Um, a bit literally in your head. Um, and I think there is something about when you get to sort of about, I've never got to zero. Um, I think I've got just below 5,000 before. But I think there is something about you kind of have to think about it. So I know... Um, there's uh, a lot that's said about focusing on your breath and returning to your breath. And I use that as well. But I think it's so easy to be distracted. And and it does what you sort of nudge, you nudge yourself back. Um, and sometimes I find it hard to breathe deeply. And I found that if you breathe into your stomach, that works. And it's easier to breathe into your stomach. I found if you slightly tilt your chin. Um, down I'd never be a teacher could never be a teacher but uh, I found that kind of works if I'm breathing really up in my chest to when I say breathing to your stomach you're like don't get it I don't get it yeah I found it really hard it took me ages um anyway yes so I found that focusing on the breath helps but there's something about counting backwards from 6,000 
that maybe you have to kind of think about it without thinking about it. So that has worked for me to help sending me back to sleep, even if the moon has been shining in my eyes or a dog has been barking. Um, I would be interested to hear your tips too. I mean, we don't have phones in our bedroom, you know, classic stuff like that. Don't have, don't have telly in our bedroom because I'm so old fashioned. <laughs> um, yeah, I've tried that no blue light before bedtime, but it's like sometimes you're just going to have a bit of a scroll, aren't you? Not a euphemism. Uh, I mean, having a bit of a scroll that is a euphemism does help you get off to sleep, apparently. <laughs> yeah, maybe you give that a try. Don't let me know how it goes, though. That's 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 for you. That's for you to try and keep to yourself. Um, I reckon we're there. I think we're there. <laughs> oh, we're nearly there. Uh, yeah, I think we're there. There were some tips on getting back to sleep. Um, the village today has been bright and sunny and I have participated in the Facebook uh, to pass on some shelving and some uh, canine accessories. So I've enjoyed that. Um, it will mean I have a slightly tidier house, which can lead to a tidier mind, which is something else that can help you get to sleep, apparently. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope that whatever you're doing today, um, don't lose any sleep over it. How about that? I'll be back with you tomorrow. If you think anyone would like this episode of the podcast or might find it useful, you pass it on to them. Um, let me know what they think. We'll get them to let me know what they think. And I will be back with you tomorrow. Thank you.